Hey you, what's happening at work? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you frustration or depleting your wellness at work? Talk to me and with me. This is Joyce Odinison, your host with the What's Happening at Work show, where we create solutions to work, live, and play well. Join me now for next episode. Welcome, welcome. I am so glad that you're here. Wow, we are going on to competency number six. And today we're going to look at environmental wellness. And the competency we're studying for that is interdependence. Now, the date of this is June 2020. And as you know, we've had COVID-19. We've had so many things happen in the during this time of this pandemic global pandemic more than we've ever seen in our life but one of the things that struck me from this is the issues around social unrest and racial racial inequities and systemic racism has been weighing on my mind. I would not be truthful if I didn't say that I've been troubled by the things that I have seen in our society in the last, during this month of June. So one of the things to remember about this competency is interdependence. And part of interdependence is having healthy living environment, having that sense of social consciousness, diversity, acceptance, tolerance, looking at respecting others and our personal impact on them. Now, that to me says that we're going to look at equity and be uh, respectful of other people's values and other people's sense of well-being and not doing things that will take away from people's sense of identity and really understand our impact. And this is important in the workplace because, as I said earlier, this is what's happening at work podcast. And one of the things that we talk about here is what's happening at work, what we're seeing. And it's unfortunate that here we are in June 2020. I am still getting employees approaching me about systemic racism at work, about microaggression, about inequity, um, intolerance, uh, about uh, employers who are completely uh, un- just demonstrating unconscious bias and complete, completely unaware of how they are impacting people's well-being and mental wellness in the workplace. This is so sad, but it's unfortunately one of the things that I get to do in my 25 years as a conflict analyst and coach, uh, working with organizations to improve interpersonal uh, relation and wellness at work. I see this over and over again, and it just breaks my heart that here we are, 25 years later, we're still at the same place. We're still having these issues and they're not isolated issues. They're happening more so than we want to think, want to believe, and even want to imagine. Very, very sad. So uh, here is, is, is what I see out there and some things that you can do to really look at your interdependence at work and to start looking at 
How might I be seeing systemic racism? How might I be participating in it? What are my unconscious biases? And what can I do to change those? That's important. That's Those are things that you have to think about in today's society. Unconscious bias and systemic racism are not blatant. And so I get very frustrated when people says I am not I'm not racist and there is no systemic bias. It it's designed that you cannot see it. Your job is to ask, can you help me identify it? Can you help me see it? Most of the people that were about were worried about and were upset with them because they're denying that there is systemic racism and they're denying that there is unconscious bias. It's because it's unconscious. It's because it's systemic and they are part of the system and it feeds their interests so they cannot see it. So we cannot be fighting over, oh, it's not there. There is no systemic racism. I don't, there's no unconscious bias. I am not racist. We need to stop that silliness in the workplace and we need to be interdependent. We need to be respectful of each other. We need to ask, can I see this through your lens? Can you help me understand how this is showing up as racism on your, from your lenses? Can I borrow your lenses for a few minutes until we are prepared to do that, to work with empathy and compassion and understanding? We cannot be interdependent. We cannot learn to be respectful of each other's pain. We cannot heal the inequities in our society, in our workplaces. Enough of that. Stop defending yourself and your actions, and your point of view. This has been done for centuries. We need to move beyond the point of where we are to where we need to go. It's time to ask the bigger question, oh, I didn't see it that way. Can you help me understand? It takes a big person to do that. It takes a really big person to say, help me understand. I don't understand. I don't have the frame of reference to see it that way. I would like to adopt that. I would like to know how it feels and see what you see and understand what you're going through then I will be able to be motivated to do something about it. When we recklessly stand aside and say, there is no racism here, there is no systemic racism, there is no inequities, there is unconscious bias, it's just something they think about. We are perpetuating the systems that keep us divided. There's the same processes, policies, and procedures, and the way of thinking that has been oppressing people of minority groups for centuries. The system is designed for a certain race, a certain class, a certain group of people to be successful because it was designed by them, because it was designed from their lenses, their perspectives, and their frame of reference. It's a human thing. 
All we're saying is take a look at it from these lenses, from those who don't have that frame of reference, those privileges, those that not from that race, don't have those access and see how the system is designed to bar those who don't have that. Understandably, it's human error to stand there and say, I am not racist. There is no systemic racism. Our workplace isn't racist. It is blatantly racist. It is designed to be racist. Racist means you are, what you're doing, the power that you have is excluding others. It's denying others of the same benefits, the same opportunities, the same privileges as you have. We're not saying we want everything. We're saying just make it equitable. These systems were designed hundreds of years ago when there was a belief system that all human beings were not equal. Indigenous people and people of African descent were not fully human beings. So therefore, they don't deserve the same privileges that we do. We shouldn't even think about them when we're creating the system because they don't need those things. They don't want those things. It is not for them. They're not allowed to have them. The laws had already been in place that say they don't, they don't join us in those things. We're saying hundreds of years from now, from, from that, here we are. And we don't want this continuing. We don't want other generations to have to go through that same feeling of exclusion. We want the system to be inclusive because now we are in 2020 and science has shown us that, oh, indigenous people and people of African heritage and all groups, all races are equal human beings. Because if you go to their country of origin, guess what? They have rule of order. They have governing, uh, governance. They have policies and procedures. They govern themselves. They lived and they existed and they've been on the planet existing as humans. So in our society, in our workplace, in here, they should be seen and treated as equal human beings. That's simple. I mean, it's not rocket science. You would think it was the way people behave. But it is not. It is a simple process of understanding that as equal human beings, we have similar rights, similar access, and we treat we are treated with equity. That's what and, and that we need each other. And that's the, the, the key here for interdependence, meaning that we rely on each other. We need each other. Because the diversity you bring to the table and what I bring to the table and what my indigenous brothers bring to the table and what my uh, other brown counterparts bring to the table are going to make us better, going to make our workplace more 
more successful, more innovative. It's going to bring new perspective. Going to create great ideas. Wisdom does not belong to any one race or gender or group or orientation. Wisdom is embedded in all groups of people. And when we start excluding others, we we miss out. We miss out on the learning. The decisions that are made are very narrow. They're not they're not made from a place of inclusiveness. The actions that are taken have serious interpersonal, emotional, and mental health risk to the people in the organization who continually every day get up and go to work in a workplace where they know they are not getting equal treatment. Their bosses aren't speaking to them the same way that they speak to their counterparts. They're not seen and judged equitably for their efforts, for being human. They're seen, judged, and looked upon based on their racial grouping their identity or their ethnicity becomes the the mirror and lens through which they are treated. Well, that's okay for them. That's okay for her. Hello? Would you be like to be treated that way? How would that make you feel? What would that make you feel if your children had to go through that? And I think that's what people are saying. Open up access, and learn from all of us. Let all of us contribute to creating a healthier system with policies and procedures that reflects the needs, the vision, the identity, the culture, and the understanding of all our people. So the decisions that are made are not so narrow-minded and and bewildering to people of diverse backgrounds. They can understand the mentality from where the decisions are coming because they're represented, their representation is part, their frame of reference is being considered in the decisions that are being made. That's all people are asking for. There's nothing to be threatened about. We're not saying we want to take over the world and everything goes our way. No, we're saying let's look at the decisions. Let's look at the policies. Let's look at the procedures and let's ask ourselves, how would this make sense for someone of this background or this ethnicity or this group? Could they relate to that? Could this decision cause them harm? or cause them to be excluded or feel that they're not a part of the system? If we start asking ourselves those questions, then we're going to be at a place where we are growing as a society, where we are inclusive as a society, where we are actually getting rid of systemic racism, unconscious bias, prejudice, breaking down these negative stereotypes that leads to those unconscious bias and racist decisions in the workplace. It is unhealthy, it is exclusive, and it denies our interdependence because 
I am expected to put my best effort forward to make our organization a better place and to bring innovative ideas, but I'm stifled by the reality and the feeling that I am not really a part of it, that I am not really accepted, that I'm not really truly a part of the team. I'm not really considered part of the in-group. I am on the outside. I am one of those, those other people. That is what we need to think about when we think of interdependence, when we start to develop interdependence and recognize how much we need each other. COVID-19 has taught us that we need each other. The grocery store clerks, the delivery person, those people that we think of as not important in society were the backbone of our society. When we were all sheltering in our houses, we recognize how interdependent we are. The grocery shelf stock, people who stock the shelf, you look and you see had they decided to hide in their houses, we would not have the basic needs, the basic ingredients we needed to manage our lives. The delivery truck drivers, we were so dependent on them. Our healthcare workers, we've always depended on, but they showed up at a different level. We start to realize that life is so much more important and that we've been focusing on the wrong things. And now it's time for us to recognize that we all need each other and we are interdependent on each other. The people of low income who actually needed to eat and feed their family, who had no choice but to go out there and work. People of minority groups, people of minimum wages were stepping out there and going to, because they didn't have the capacity to hunker down at their home. They couldn't afford to. They became heroes because they stepped out. They stepped out because they needed to eat. They went out in fear every day and they became the backbone of our society and our economy and keeping us going. And now we're still expected to go on with these laws and these same old foolish policies in the workplace that made them in the first place feel that they could not attain for anything else. They could not aspire to go higher. And now we are expecting to continue as if nothing happened. And there are leaders in our highest government denying that there is systemic racism and that there is uh, there is unconscious bias. Because of their ignorance and their arrogance and their privilege, they refuse to ask, can you show me how? Can you teach me? Can you help me see? And they're setting a bad example for the rest of the workplaces. And I say no more. Interdependence means that we open up and we recognize the social consciousness. We we recognize the importance of healthy working environment on people's mental, emotional, and and, and social and financial well-being. And we step up to the plate and say, together, we're going to do something about it. Together, we're going to change it because it's time. I'm really glad you were here with me today. Please share this with your colleagues, share with your bosses, share with your coworkers. We want to make this viral. We want to help people to understand that systemic racism 
is real. But if we want to breed tolerance, respect, inclusiveness, healthy work environment, then we need to foster a competency of interdependence. And it starts by saying, I need to know how I can contribute to your well-being at work, mentally, socially, and interpersonally. Show me what I am not seeing and tell me when my words are destructive, hurtful, and harmful because I want to have a positive social impact on those I work with. And from the top down, you're going to take the action to rewrite those foolish policies, restructure those procedures, and throw out the archaic book of nonsense superiority and recognize that we need each other in order for us to have a healthy, vibrant society, economy, and workplace. We need each other. We are interdependent and we need to create a foundation that's going to lead us that way in the future. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you you got a lot out of this and I hope you share it with friends and colleagues and loved ones because it's time for us to be more interdependent. Take care and be well. Bye now. You've been listening to What's Happening at Work. This is Joyce Edison, your host, and I want to thank you for being with us. Thank our guest and our sponsors, Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, and of course, the Wellness Competency Mindset Movement. And if you want to hear from us, learn more or get more episodes, join us at interpersonalwellness.com, where we help you to work, live, and play well. Bye now, and we'll see you for another episode.